Hello there, and welcome to Kid History. My name is Logan, and I'm the creator of the Kid History Learning Series. Kid History is an educational podcast and book series made for children. Today's episode is called, Let's Learn About Ireland. We'll learn about the native inhabitants, the Viking Age, the English invasion, King Henry VIII, the potato famine, Irish independence, leprechauns, Halloween, Irish step dance, the Blarney Stone, Gaelic sports, and more. Did you know that this podcast is also available as an illustrated children's book on Amazon? Links can be found in the description below for my social media, YouTube channel, and other books. And finally, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and comment, and tell others about this podcast. Are you ready? Let's learn about Ireland. The Vikings. Let's head way back in Ireland's history to some of its earliest inhabitants. There were many peaceful groups that lived in Ireland, but we'll start our history journey with some of their less peaceful visitors. We begin the tour of Ireland's history in the year 700 AD, in a time called the Viking Age. A group of warriors called the Vikings, or Danes, came from mainland Europe and invaded Ireland. The Vikings came from a more violent culture than the Irish. The Viking culture promoted conquest and naval warfare, and the Irish natives were little match for the Vikings in battle. The Vikings stayed in Ireland for nearly 300 years and left after many years of fighting with the native peoples. Although the Vikings came to Ireland as invaders, they did benefit the culture of the country. The Vikings were skilled farmers and knew numerous medicinal herb uses, which they shared with the surrounding cultures. The Vikings helped expand Ireland and established cities like Dublin, which is still the capital of Ireland to this day. It's a trap! During the 1100s, the King of Ireland was a man named Dermot McMurrow. The country was growing rapidly and food was becoming scarce. The king was having a hard time controlling his kingdom and the citizens began to rebel against him. He had an idea and he called the King of England for help. King Henry II of England answered McMurrow's call for help and was more than happy to send his troops to assist. At least, that's what the Irish were told. King Henry took one quick look at Ireland's resources and decided he wanted to seize the Irish lands in the name of England, and this became the perfect opportunity. England tricked Ireland. The English assembled their armies and marched into Ireland without any fight. The King of Ireland was excited to see what he thought was reinforcements marching through the country. However, his happiness faded as King Henry of England told him that the country was being conquered. Henry VIII Let's jump 400 years later in our Irish timeline to the 1500s. The Irish were still formally ruled by the English. The citizens of Ireland were becoming increasingly unhappy with English rule the Irish people still didn't formally recognize themselves as part of the English kingdom. The Irish hoped to one day be independent of English rule, but the King of England had other plans. The current monarch in England at the time was the infamous King Henry VIII. He was world known for his lavish lifestyle, arrogance, and mean temper. Henry was infuriated by the unhappiness of the Irish. Instead of helping calm the situation, he made it worse. King Henry VIII proclaimed that from here on out, he was not only King of England, but also the new King of Ireland. 
This infuriated the Irish people, as they did not recognize him as leader. It could not stand the sight of his face. This created a very unhappy relationship between the two countries. The Irish Potato Famine The Irish culture was famous for some of its potato dishes, as the vegetable was a staple of most Irish meals. However, that was about to change with the invasion of a fungus. Between 1845 and 1851, Ireland experienced one of the worst famines the world has ever seen. A fungus had grown and spread to all the potatoes in the country, making them inedible. This led to large food shortages and many people in the country going hungry. Unfortunately, many Irish citizens got sick and many others were forced to immigrate to other countries such as England, France, and the United States. However, Ireland's farmlands rebounded, and today they are overflowing with potatoes. Farmers were able to adapt and learn to grow new crops as well as ways to make their previous crops stronger. Irish farming and agriculture continues to flourish as Ireland is known for some of the most amazing foods. Fight for Independence in 1922, Ireland finally received its independence via a law called the Anglo-Irish Treaty and became a free state government. However, not everyone in Ireland was as excited as you would have thought. Ireland has many devout religious citizens who follow numerous denominations, and the new free state laws excluded certain Protestant areas as part of Ireland. The excluded Protestant communities felt that this was unfair to not be part of the new independent country, and they rebelled. Unfortunately, Ireland fell to civil war. On one side was a man named Michael Collins and his new Free State Party. They were in favor of forming a Catholic-only Ireland in which only certain parts of the country would be included. The other side favored a pan-Irish republic that included all of Ireland in all religions. The Free State supporters took control after the fighting was over and limited the religious freedoms of the Irish people. However, the good news is that today, Ireland stands free and accepting of all areas and religions. Leprechauns and Clovers Ireland is famous for their mythical fairies called leprechauns. Irish myth says that leprechauns are tiny shoemakers who live in trees and love gold. They wear hats, have beards, and are great at causing mischief. They are usually associated with the holiday of St. Patrick's Day, which is celebrated worldwide. Make sure to pay attention to any rainbows you see and where the rainbow ends. If you chase a leprechaun into the Irish countryside until the end of the rainbow, you may find a hidden pot of gold. Ireland is also famous for its lucky four-leaf clovers. Only about one in every 10,000 three-leaf clovers turns into a four-leaf clover. Four-leaf clovers are considered so rare that it's said those who find one are blessed with magical protection and good luck. Irish history says the four leaves on the clover stand for love, luck, faith, and hope. Legend also has it that the children who hold four-leaf clovers are the most likely to see a magical leprechaun. So make sure to keep watch. Halloween did you know that Ireland is the home of Halloween traditions and games? Some festivities, including bobbing for apples and eating cakes filled with wee presents. Even the story of the jack-o'-lantern originated in Ireland. The Irish fable tells of a man who unfortunately made a deal with the devil and was not allowed to go to heaven. 
With no light, he asked the devil for help and was given only a small piece of coal. The man named Jack hollowed a turnip as the makeshift lantern for his coal. The jack-o'-lantern was created. The Irish people's Halloween tradition was to hollow out turnips lit up by coal and place them in their windows. This would keep them safe from any wandering ghosts. When Irish immigrants wanted to keep their Halloween traditions going, they found a small problem, a lack of turnips. The vegetable wasn't as plentiful as it was in Ireland, and instead, they used pumpkins. The tradition has since evolved into the pumpkin celebration we know it as today. Kiss the Blarney Stone Want to have the gift of gab or speaking very well? Then Blarney Castle is the perfect start. The castle was built back in 1446 and is one of Ireland's biggest tourist destinations. It's home to the world-famous Blarney Stone, which legend says has been cast with a magical spell. The Blarney Stone is a hard slab of limestone that is hoisted over 83 feet up in the air. The story of the spell says that the king of the castle saved an old woman from drowning and, in return, she cast a spell on the stone. Anyone who kisses the stone will now be given the gift of speaking very well and eloquently. However, trying to kiss the Blarney Stone can be very difficult. It's not a simple task and definitely not for those that fear heights. To kiss the stone, one needs to lie on their back over the edge of the castle while holding onto metal bars for support. Usually, visitors will ask friends or family to hold onto them so they don't fall. Irish Step Dance Ireland is home to Irish Step Dance, and it is one of the world's most famous forms of dancing. Step Dance originated over a hundred years ago, but was only recently made famous by movies and theater productions. Shows like River Dance helped spread the art form all over the world. Step Dance has the dancer hold their upper body very stiffly and straight. However, their legs move at what seems to be the speed of light. It's been yonks, but Irish Step Dance was originally taught all across Ireland by traveling dance masters. These instructors would go from town to town teaching the villagers and spreading the art of Irish dances. After receiving extensive training, dancers are able to perform on their own or in groups. Sally and set are two of the most prominent forms of step dancing. Set dance involves intricate footwork and is performed by small groups or individuals. Sally dance is usually performed by larger groups and the dance focuses on choreography and unison. No matter which type, Irish dancing is some of the most beautiful in the entire world. Ireland loves sports. The Irish are huge fans of sports and athletic competitions. Ireland has been home to some of the best athletes the world has ever known. Ireland competes in all major international traditional sports such as football. But did you know that Ireland has a history of its own athletic competition events? Gaelic football is a fast-paced contact sport which is similar to a combination of basketball and soccer. Each team is made up of 15 players and their objective is to move the ball between the posts of their opponent's goal. Another pair of popular Gaelic games are called Comagy and Hurling. These games are over 3,000 years old. Think of them as a combination of field hockey, baseball, and lacrosse. The players try to score goals against their opponent. The players use sticks to try to control the ball and the game moves very fast. 
This is why Ireland produces some of the best athletes, as they've been practicing for thousands of years. Let's review. Fair play on an amazing journey, and I hope you had a wonderful time learning about the history of Ireland. We started off with learning about some of Ireland's earliest inhabitants and invading Vikings. We then studied about how England and the infamous King Henry III tricked Ireland. Ireland experienced one of the world's worst known famines and fought a war against itself for religious freedoms. We learned about the mischievous leprechauns and that Ireland is home of Halloween's traditions. Don't forget about kissing the Blarney Stone to catch the gift of gab. You can stop by Blarney Castle while you travel with your step dance instructor across the country. And then we concluded the trip with a stop to catch some traditional Gaelic sports, such as comedy and hurling. Time to leg it. Until next time, welcome to Ireland. Who knew that there'd be so much to learn about Ireland? I hope you enjoyed learning with me about how Ireland became what it is today. I had such a great time learning with you, and you've made learning a lot of fun. Remember, this podcast is also available as an illustrated children's book on Amazon. Links can be found in the description below for my social media, YouTube channel, and other books. Finally, and most importantly, never forget that you're special, you're perfect, and you're loved. See you next time!